Amen. All right, if you need a lesson, if you need a lesson while you're turning to Romans chapter number 16, raise your hand. Romans chapter 16, and if you need a lesson, raise your hand. I've also, also, raise your hand real high so they can see it, and they're going to run like the wind. He's short, but he's fast. Amen. <laughs> quickly, quickly, quickly. All right. Uh, uh, where's Buchanan at? Buchanan? Is Buchanan in the house? Is he out smoking or something? What's he doing? <laughs> Come on, Buchanan. Get on up here. Who else you got? Who else you got? All right, come on up, guys. Y'all come on up here. Uh, that way you can look that way. All right, this is the last chapter. What chapter are we in? That's the book. It's a book. We're in, <laughs> we're in the book of Romans in the last chapter, which is 16. All right. Now, so I need, I need some help from y'all. I've got some cards here, and I didn't print out as many as would be here because I know some people could care less. It doesn't matter to them. They're just going to come to whatever we do. Uh, but if you're interested, I want you to write down. i got two lines here, one for a Bible topic or a book of the Bible. So if you're interested in a book of the Bible, right, you can put two books of the Bible. I don't care. But if there's a, a book of the Bible that really interests you, and uh, we've already done John, and we've done Romans, and we've done Revelation. Uh, so usually Revelation is always picked, but we done done that twice. All right. So now if all of them come back Revelation, we'll do it again. Amen. But uh, I'm, I'm not afraid to do that either. But uh, if you have an interested book you, you, you're interested in or a Bible topic, go ahead, guys. Y'all start passing them around. Just, just hand them out uh, to those. If you would like one and help us out with this, just hold your hand up, and they're going to give you one and make sure you get one because I want I want to I want to uh, get those Hey, Brother Leo, right here, right here, right here in front. All right, there we go. Now, if you don't care, don't, don't take one because we didn't print out uh, but 150 of them. So uh, if you do, write it down, write the, the topic, uh, and, and, and we're going to uh, try to meet your need. Amen? Isn't it good to be saved? How many of y'all are glad y'all are in the greatest church in America tonight? Amen. It's the greatest church in America. There's no doubt in my mind, I feel like that I'm in the greatest church in America. And if you don't feel like that, you need to find the one you do feel like that. I do. I didn't say you were, uh, uh, listen, I love Temple Baptist Church. I love what we stand for. I love what we're accomplishing. I love the generosity of our people. And when we stand together and make something happen, and I love how many babies' lives are going to be saved because you were generous and gave. Amen? Let's give God praise and glory. Amen? Amen. And it's cool to be able to go to a church that's got a cabin on the platform. Say amen. All right. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to wrap up. We're going to wrap up tonight uh, with the salutation that Paul gives at the end of his letter. And man, I tell you, it's really, really important. I was teaching last night a, a church growth class that we teach and, uh, and, and was sharing with, with some other churches how important it is. Uh, to recognize your volunteers because one of the hardest things and one of the most difficult things it is for a church to do is find help. It's to find help, especially if you're a larger church because the, 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 the biggest misconception of a large church is they've got plenty of, and that's a lie. That's a lie. We have plenty of needs and we have plenty of openings and we have uh, uh, plenty of areas where we need help. But in, in no matter what the size of the church, they always struggle finding somebody that will help volunteer, get involved, that type of thing. How many of y'all realize, how many of y'all realize every single person in here uh, should be doing something for the cause of Christ? How many of y'all realize this, that every single human being breathing air in this room right now has been given a gift by God to use it for the betterment of the body of Christ? That's right. So, what are you doing? You need to be doing something. If you're not doing something, you need to be doing something. Well, there was a bunch of people that did a lot of stuff for the Apostle Paul. And in this last chapter, he's recognizing them. And it is something that we need to do in our church also. So we're going to look at this, wrapping it up in chapter number 16. We're going to read probably verses 1 through 4, and then read a few in the end of the chapter, and then we'll pray. All right? Y'all ready to get started? Say amen. amen. I commend unto you, Phoebe, our sister, which is a servant of the church, which is at uh, Chintria, that ye receive her in the Lord as become a saint, and that ye assist her in whatsoever business she hath need of you. For she hath been a succorer of many, and of myself also. Greet Priscilla and Aquila, my helpers in Christ Jesus, 
who have for my life laid down their own necks, unto whom not only I give thanks, but also all the churches of the Gentiles. Likewise, greet the church which is in their house. Salute my but well-beloved Epanius, who is the first fruits of Achaia unto Christ. Now skip down to verse 17. Now, now from uh, verses 1 down to verse number 16, he basically greeted and saluted and commended about 26 different individuals that was an assistant or helped him in the ministry and serving. Now he gives a warning. Now he gives a warning, verse 17 and 18. Now I beseech you, brethren, mark them which cause divisions and offenses contrary to the doctrine which ye have learned and avoid them. Mark means to identify. Identify them and avoid them. For they are uh, they that are such serve not our Lord Jesus Christ, but their own belly. And by good words and fair speeches deceive the hearts of the who? The simple. For your obedience has come abroad unto all men. I am glad, therefore, on your behalf. But yet I would have you wise unto the, that which is good and simple concerning evil. And the God of peace shall bruise Satan under your feet shortly. Say amen right there. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Amen. Then he, he begins another series of uh, salutations, another series of, of blessings and, and reminding uh, people and saluting people who has been a blessing to him. Verse number 25. Now to him that is of power. Now to him that is of power to establish you according to my gospel and the preaching of Jesus Christ according to the revelation of the mystery which was kept secret since the world began. And that mystery was this, that God was going to take the Gentiles and God was going to take uh, the Jews and bring them together in one body in the church. And it wasn't going to be different people, it was going to be one in Christ. Are y'all with me? It says this, but now is made manifest and by the scriptures of the prophets according to the commandment of the everlasting God made known to all nations for the obedience of faith to God only wise be glory through Jesus Christ forever. Say it with me. Father, thank you, Lord, for your blessings and your mercy. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for a good place to come and study your word. A good people to study it with. Uh, Lord, a, a building that's heated. Uh, uh, Lord, a, a place that this this just dying to hear your word. Lord, we're here. These people tonight, Lord, they're here because they want to be here. A lot of times on Sunday, God, a lot of people show up because they're supposed to. But, Lord, tonight they're here because they want to. And I pray that you'll bless them especially. Give them what they came for. Give them a blessing. Lord, give them what they didn't come for. Give them what they didn't anticipate. Lord, give them what they didn't expect. I pray that they'll come and they'll leave so blessed and so excited and so uh, generated to do something for you. I pray that they'll leave motivated to serve you in such a way that the devil and all the demons of hell can't stop them from doing what you've called them to do. God, we are your children. We are the church of the living God. We are to hold forth the word of life in this crooked and perverse nation. Help us to shine our lights bright as we can shine it. Help men to see our good works and our good good deeds and glorify our father which is in heaven i pray tonight oh god fill us with your power fill us with your anointing i feel the touch of god already and i pray god that you'll help us tonight in jesus name we pray amen amen church say amen i feel a little anointing tonight amen listen paul is well i still feel it amen hallelujah paul is writing his letter and he is, he is doing something that is so important. Uh, I, want everybody, I want everybody to understand that this place did not get here because of one personality. This, everything that you see, all that you see in this place, a lot of times the preacher will get a lot of recognition and, and most of the recognition, oh, look at that church that so-and-so built. And they have no idea what they're talking about. They have no clue what it took to make this and get this to what it is. I know it's all God. Amen. If, if the Lord doesn't build the house, they labor in vain that build it. I do understand that. But God uses people to get the job done. I was sitting, I was sitting in, in, the, uh, in the, the little 
uh, uh, we had a little uh, Christmas party type deal for the church staff, and and uh, and I was sitting there, and, and you know how you you, you kind of daydream. I do that all the time. It's a God's wonder I haven't run over and killed a cow in the ditch. Amen. I, I daydream all the time, and and I'll just catch myself. And and I, I was sitting there, and you ever been to that place? You daydream to the point you almost have like an outer body experience. You're just you're just there, and you're just thinking so deeply. And well, I was sitting there, and I was I was just watching everybody. Everybody was doing their thing, making their salad or fixing them a Coke or whatever they were doing, cutting up and laughing. And I, I was thinking this, boy, I remember when it was just me. And I remember, I remember when it was, it was just a small handful of folks that had come together and we were doing the best we could. And, and I remember when it was difficult. I remember when there was tears shed. I remember then when we was trying to just trying to make something happen. I remember getting frustrated, wondering, Lord, God, are you going to do something? Are you going to bless? And here we are. There's a whole team of people. There's good people here that's working hard. They're volunteering. And, 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 and man, look what God is doing. And boy, I tell you what, I just, I, I just started feeling so appreciative and thankful for what God has done. And this is what's taking place in this chapter with Paul. He begins, to, he begins to think about all the people that helped him accomplish the will of God in his life. Everybody that does something significant in this world did not do it alone. I don't care who it is. I don't care what it was. If something was significantly done, if there was something great accomplished, not one person just got it done. Are you all with me? It was not accomplished just by one. It did not happen just by one. It takes a process and it takes a group. It takes people coming together. Are y'all with me? Not one person is as smart as all of us. And Paul is recognizing this. He is saluting these people. And he is telling them, I want you to see so-and-so and how they helped me. I want you to help so-and-so because they were a blessing to me. I want I, I, uh, uh, Priscilla and Aquila, how they even risked their own life so that I could accomplish the will of God for my life. Thank God for the little people. And in God's eyes, there's no such thing. Travis, you and I would be nothing without all them people helping you. I know Temple would be nothing without all the volunteers that run around this building all the time making sure this is happening and that's happening and, and so forth and so on. I sat there yesterday in that church growth class and Miss Tina and, and Brother Kendrick, they were sharing with these, these other churches that where or are where we were and, 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 and they were sitting there gleaning the information and I was just sitting there amazed and they were saying we're doing this with the teens and we're doing that with the teens and, and they're having to, uh, uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm just like, Wow, that's pretty cool. Hey, man, I had no idea. I had no idea. God has placed people and called people and put people here with a gift of ministry. And, man, it's an incredible thing. It's an incredible thing. Listen, if we don't, how many of y'all like Temple? All right. How many of y'all really like it? And it would bother you if it wasn't here. Now, watch this. Watch this. This is what I want you to get out of this. Number one, when Paul was wrapping up this letter, when Paul was wrapping up this letter, the first thing he did was recognize the people who assisted him and who helped him become. Truly, he was probably the greatest missionary there ever was. I mean, he's an incredible apostle, just an incredible man of God and missionary and preacher. And, but he is recognizing the people that helped him get to where he was. First, he recognized their labor. Write that down. He recognized their labor. The Bible says in 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 12, And we beseech you, brethren, to know them or to recognize them, be aware of, to know them which labor among you and are over you in the Lord and admonish you. And to esteem them very highly in love for their work's sake. And be at peace among you. 1 Timothy 5.17 Let the elders that rule well be counted worthy of double honor, especially they who labor in the word and doctrine. What is he saying? We need to appreciate those that serve in this place to help you have the experience that you get to have every week. 
Sometimes the only one that's getting recognized or appreciated is the ones in front of the camera or the ones on the platform. But I guarantee you this, if the nursery workers went on strike, we would have a problem. Somebody has to change a nasty diaper. Somebody has to Velcro little children and stick them to the wall. Are y'all with me? No, that's that. That was in my other church. That wasn't. That wasn't. I I was I was. Uh, is Miss Christie in here? Is Christie in here? Miss Christie. I hope Miss Christie in here. I got to be honest with y'all. When that baby was drooling on my hand in that second service, it, I was crying, and y'all thought I was crying because of the abortion. I was crying because that, that throw up on my hand. Are y'all with me? Somebody is watching that so you can be in here. Somebody was out in the cold tonight. Being a minister and waving and helping people find a place, helping people find the park. Hey, they go out there in the rain and they get wet so you can stay dry. Paul says, man, we need to recognize them. We need to appreciate them. We need to appreciate the ones that get here way early. And have to really hump it because I don't get my outline to them on time. And stay late at night putting these, this stuff together so it can go up there so you can be blessed with it. When's the last time you just grabbed one of them camera people and said, man, I appreciate you doing that. You got to sit up there while I get to sit down here and enjoy it. Because you got to understand something. You can't worship behind the camera. You can't. You can't, you can't worship up there in the sound room because you're working. Now, if you've ever tried it, you know what I'm talking about because you have to focus on me so I don't deal with you. Say amen. You can't worship like that. And there are people that are sacrificing. I think we need to appreciate them. And Paul is saying, man, let's appreciate what people do. Let's appreciate those out in the in the in the in the in the cold and in the rain and in this and 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 you say, well, it's raining, we don't have to do that now. No, hey, come on up, guys, come on up, come on up, come on up. This is a good. Come on, Mark, y'all, come on up. This is a sign from the Lord. No, yeah, come on up. See, they just getting here. Y'all get them all parked. You try to. Nobody wrecked in the pond or in the ditch. All right, amen. Come on up, Mark. He's going to kill me for this, but I don't care. How many of y'all appreciate these guys? Amen. They still out there? Hey, make sure they come in because we want to do this for them. All right? Huh? That's why they're not coming in, isn't it? Well, make sure before this service is over, they come in. All right? All right. Come on, one more time. One more time. Listen, he recognized their labor. He recognized their love. You know why them guys are doing that? Because they love God and they love y'all. Listen, three things we need to do. Three things we need to do. I, I wrote this underneath this, and this has just gave us an opportunity to do this. This is so cool. Isn't it amazing how God works? Just let them come in right at the right time. In recognizing these helpers, in recognizing these helpers in the ministry, Paul reveals to us what is lacking in many churches today and what should be renewed in the spirit of Christ. That was a, a misprint there. If it says she and y'all, it should be should. Uh, should be renewed in the spirit of Christ. Three things that we need to start doing. Three things that we need to start doing. First, I want you to write this down. There needs to be appreciation. There needs to be appreciation. What is that? It means to value, to be aware of, to be thankful for. Now think about that. To value, to be aware of, to be thankful for. Now here's the deal. Uh, when them guys are parking people uh, and you want to park somewhere else, appreciate the fact that they're there for your benefit and park where they're supposed to park. Say amen. 
That's how you can value them. You can appreciate them. This is something that is, that is on the inside. You, appreciation starts here. Now, what you do with that, we're going to talk about, but appreciation starts with recognizing the value of those that are out there, recognizing the value of those that come and practice and spend time to go up there and stay and sing three services. You come and you go and get your biscuit. You come and go and go to Ryan's and do your thing while they're still ministering so that you can enjoy an awesome worship experience. Let's value that. That's valuable. The work and the service and the volunteer work that goes on in this place is, there's no way to put a price on it. It's valuable. Do you value it? Do you value the workers in the nursery? Do you value those in the sound booth? Do you value those that are, are making a first impression in the greeters and everything else that goes? I'm t- I mean, it's, the list of volunteers is ridiculous. I mean, it is great. Do we value it? Do we, do we see the value in it, and do we appreciate it? All right? Let's do that. That starts here. That starts here. To be aware of, to be thankful for. Then number two. With appreciation, there needs to come affirmation. Appreciation is something that's personal in your heart. Affirmation is something you do privately with that person. Are y'all with me? Go up to them and say, man, I appreciate you hanging out in the rain so I can stay dry. Individual affirmation. How many of y'all like it when somebody brags on you? If you say, I don't like that, you're lying in the house of God. Your nose is out to here already. Everybody likes to be affirmed. I don't care who you are. Everybody wants to feel important. Everybody wants someone to think they're special. And, 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 and you know what? The best people that I've ever known in my life are those that make everybody else feel big when they're around them the best big time preachers I knew and still know listen they didn't if we went one and I'm not going to say no names but one of my favorites if we were sitting if me and a couple other guys from from college or something uh, was sitting in in the Waffle House and there was some other big name preachers there he would come and sit with us before he'd sit with them and he would come sit with you and make you feel special, make you feel like a big person, and you're important. Because to him, you were important. And he was a very affirming person. Listen, you say, I don't have no friends. Go be one. If you go be a friend, you can't keep the friends off of you. Because everybody wants to be around people that help them feel special. Listen, I'm not going to get around negative people. If all you do is complain, don't come my way. Because I'm not going to hang out with you, and I'm not going to be around you because I don't want to deal with it. i got enough to deal with. I don't need to hear it. Say amen. amen. But if you're a positive type person and you're an affirming type person, people will want to hang around you, and people will want to be that way. And I tell you what, I want our helpers and I want our workers and I want our ministers here at Temple Baptist Church, I want them to know that the church body, the body of Christ that's here that they are ministering to appreciates what they're doing and the only way they're going to know that is if we affirm them. Just affirm them. Say, man, I appreciate you changing that diaper. Thank you for washing them kids. Thank you for hanging out. Are y'all with me? Y'all getting this? Listen. There's got to be appreciation. But I tell you this, we won't do no affirmation until there is some appreciation. Amen? Now, the last thing, and this kind of goes with what we just did. There's got to be appreciation. There's got to be affirmation. But then there's got to be acclamation. And I'll look these up in Webster's, by the way. Appreciation is personal. Affirmation is private. Acclamation is public. What is the definition? An overwhelming affirmative vote by cheers, shouts, or applause. Listen, our workers, our work, and we're going to do more of this this year. We're going to do more of this this year. We're going to let our people know we are thankful to God that they're here. This cannot take place without them. It just can't. Uh, one, somebody, somebody suggested having a no-show Sunday. A no-show Sunday. 
no nursery workers, no sound team, no parking lot workers, no first impressions, no nothing, no musicians, no choir, anybody that does anything, they just come like everybody else. And you know what I said? Show enough, no way. We just going to do some affirming, amen? <laughs> now imagine this. Imagine what it would have been like if that would have happened. Imagine what, what it would have been like that Sunday if none of the choir showed up, none of the musicians showed up. It's amazing what happens when one of them are sick. Who's going to preach? I don't know. Amen? Appreciate it. We're going to have banquets. We're going to have times that we're just going to recognize them. In a, in a regular Sunday, just, just bring a whole team up here, whatever, whatever, whoever's doing that. We're going to let them know, not only privately, but we're going to know publicly, you're important. And what you do is important to Christ. Everybody can't sing, everybody can't teach, everybody can't preach. But everybody is a 10 in God's eyes in something. Amen? In wrapping things up, he recognized the people. Listen, <clears throat> this is a cool story. After an accident in which she lost her arm, a girl named Jamie refused to go to school or church for an entire year. Finally, the young teen thought she could face her peers, and in preparation, her mother called her Sunday school teacher and asked that he not call attention to Jamie. The teacher promised, but when he, he got sick on Sunday, he, called, he had to call a substitute, and he forgot to tell the second teacher. At the conclusion of the lesson that day, which was about inviting friends to church, the sub led the class in doing the hand motions to the familiar children's poem. Y'all know, here's the church, here's the steeple. Open the doors and see all the... Jamie's eyes filled with tears. A 13-year-old boy realized how she must be feeling. He knelt beside her. With one hand apiece, they supported each other, making the church steeple and people. Together, they illustrated what real church is all about. When somebody's broken and they come, other people come and surround them and say, hey, we're here. We're here. It's not about being nosy. It's about giving a hand. It's about saying, hey, you're broken. One day we was broken. Somebody asked me and said, why this church is so non-judgmental and so non-condemning. And so I said, look, it's hard, it's hard to beat down somebody that you've been where they've been. And listen, we're just one beggar telling another beggar where we found bread. Amen? Let's let people know we appreciate what they do. Now, now, here's, here's a very important warning. And this is, this is one we got to take deadly serious. Because this is such a great place, because God's hand is on it in such an incredible way, because the anointing in this place is just unlike many, many places, when, when God is there, the devil is not far behind. And the devil is not going to target a dead church. His job is done there. He's not going to target a church that's not accomplishing anything. He's not going to target a church that's not, not seeing people saved. He's not going to target a church who, who is not winning people and bringing people into the kingdom. But if there is a church that's excited, if there is a church that's on fire, if there is a church that's winning people and there are people getting help and there's marriages coming back together and there's hurts that are being healed, I promise you he's going to target it. This is what Paul says. This is what Paul says in his warning. First, he, re, he, he recognized uh, the group of people that helped him, but then he revealed a problem. He said in verse 17, Now I beseech you, brethren, mark them which cause divisions and offenses contrary to the doctrine which ye have learned, and avoid them. For they that are such serve not our Lord Jesus Christ, but their own belly, and by good words and fair speeches, deceive the hearts of the simple. Two things I want you to get. Two things I want you to get. And I, I'm going to explain this a little bit because I want to hunker down here. Because there's no doubt in my mind, in this coming year, 
Satan is going to come after Temple Baptist Church. At every crossroads of our church, Satan has come after it. He's tried to slip in. He's tried to destroy. And Satan always has an inside man. Let me say this. Satan always has an inside man. Satan's not going to blow this place down by a tornado. Satan's not going to come and, and have the government uh, uh, run us out because we'll go down to the creek and build one knees and have church. He don't work that way. He don't work that way. He's very deceptive. He's very smart. And he always works by division. He always works by deception. And he always has an inside man. Now, here's the deal. This is what I want you to get. Paul and Jesus were on the same track. And they said it and they, they, they described these type of people the same way. And they used the terminology wolf. A wolf was the mortal enemy of the sheep. And if you, if you understand this, you gotta, you got to really see. Sheep don't have teeth to fight back. Sheep are really helpless in, in such a way uh, that, 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 that they really depend on the shepherd. And the Bible says, the Bible says, it, Jesus, in his own words, in Matthew, well, let's say, look what Paul says. Look what Paul says in Acts 20. In Acts 20, verse 29, he says, For I know this. I know this, that after my departing shall grievous wolves enter in among you, not sparing the flock. They don't care about the good of the church. They don't care about the will of God. They don't care about lost people getting saved. They don't care about the hurting, finding healing. They don't care about none of that. Listen, not sparing the flock, also of your own selves. What is he saying? There's going to be an inside man. Of your own selves shall men arise, speaking perverse things, to draw away disciples after them. Watch how Jesus described it. Matthew chapter 7. Beware of false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing. They don't look like no wolf. That's what makes it so dangerous. They don't come wearing a sign saying, I'm coming to split the church. They come in sheep's clothing. But inwardly, they are ravening wolves, hungry with an appetite. Now remember that word appetite. Ye shall know them by the fruits. Do men gather grapes of thorns or figs or thistles? Even so every good tree bringeth forth good fruit, but a corrupt tree bringeth forth a good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit, neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. Every tree that bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. Wherefore, by their fruits ye shall know them. Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. But he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name have cast out devils, and in thy name done many wonderful works. And then will I profess unto them, watch this, then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. What's the point? This is the point. There are people in churches all over America who are not godly, but they look godly. They're not spiritual, but they sound spiritual. And they're even working for God, but they don't know God. And even more importantly, God don't know them. Now, here's the deal. Here's the deal. And I'm, I'm, I'm warning you. I'm the under-shepherd telling the sheep, you got to watch for this. you got to be careful. Every, in every stage of development of our church, when God was fixing to do a great thing, every stage, and I don't want to use the word going to the next level because charismatics have just ruined that terminology. 
But every time we went to a, a, a certain place and God was about to bless and God was about to bring an influx of people and God was about to do a great thing in our church, there was always, always someone or something trying to stop what God was doing. And it wasn't somebody from the outside. It wasn't somebody, it wasn't somebody from the government. It wasn't somebody uh, uh, from the Moose Lodge. It wasn't somebody uh, from a cult. It wasn't some witch uh, 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 or warlock coming saying, hey, we're going to stop the cult. You know, it, it didn't work that way. It was somebody on the inside who sounded very spiritual, who looked very spiritual, who knew the terminology and knew all the lingo. Now watch this. Watch how Paul describes them. Watch how Paul describes them in, in chapter number 19. And by the way, I'm not venting. I'm giving you Bible. Watch, watch how he describes them. For they are such, for they are such that serve not our Lord Jesus Christ, but their own belly. Anybody else have a Bible? We're in Romans 16, verse number 18. Romans 16, verse number 18. For they that are such serve not our Lord Jesus Christ, but their own... Do y'all remember what that word was I told you to remember a while ago? Appetite. Appetite. What does that mean? What's he saying by that? Does that mean they're hungry all the time? That's not what that means. And the appetite that the wolf had, that what it's saying is they do not have a desire to do the will of God as much as their desire is to fulfill their own fleshly want and desire. In other words, it's not about what's good for the team. It's about what I want. It doesn't matter if I can't get it across the plate and the team's going to lose if I pitch. I want to be the pitcher. Y'all kind of getting it now? There's going to there's come times, there's going to come crossroads in, in, in the life of a church where, where there's going to be a person or a group of people who care not about the will of God for the church, who care not about the health of a church, who care not about what is best for the church and the will of God. All they want is what they want. And it don't matter how much scripture you give them, it doesn't matter how much you say, listen, this is the direction that God wants us to go. Uh, this, is, this is truth. It doesn't matter. This is what I. And they serve not Christ. I could give you description, but it would be too obvious, and you would know. But I faced this more than one time in the ministry. And it wasn't about the direction God was leading our church. It wasn't whether it was biblical or not biblical. It wasn't because they had a Bible verse that said, what you're doing is wrong because the Bible says right, right, right here. They didn't have that because I said, please show me. If you can show me in the Bible where we're doing something the Bible says we're not supposed to be or we're, we're not doing something we are supposed to be, please help me, show me. And I will stand in the platform and apologize and say this is where we messed up. But it didn't happen because it wasn't about biblical doctrine. It wasn't about, it wasn't about sound doctrine. It was about preference and what I want. And listen, if you have to have your way, you, you need to find another address. You're just, you're, no, no, I'm, 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 I'm just telling you. I don't get my way. There's several things that I, I would have liked to have done. But when the team got together and we prayed about it and we put it together, it just didn't go the way I wanted it to go. But it went the way God wanted it to go. It's not about me getting my way. It's not about you getting his way. It's about this. John said it well. I must decrease, but he must increase. If we keep that attitude, if we all keep the attitude that we want a small part of something big, I don't have to be the big chief. I don't have to be the big kahuna. I don't have to get all the attention. I don't have, are y'all with me? Just let me do something for Jesus Christ. 
I want a part of this, and I want to be a part of something great. Man, let me, if, 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 I, if, if all I can do is hold the door, I'll hold the door, baby. I'll hold the door. Just let me do something. And if we keep that attitude, and, and, and listen, not be like a wolf and care about our own appetite and care about our own preference and care about our own, are y'all with me? That wolf, they're real. Now watch this. Watch the, Man, I'm telling you, when I, I started reading this, pictures of people coming to my head. It's all about what they wanted. It wasn't about the good of the church. It was about what did they want. But then it says this. Watch what it says in verse, verse nine, uh, 18. For they are such that serve not our Lord Jesus Christ, but their own belly, their own appetite, their own preference, what they want. And by good words and fair speeches, you got to understand this. They're going to sound really good. That's what makes them so dangerous. Well, preacher, if they sound so good, how, how are we going to know? Oh, it's easy. Are they causing division? Let me let me illustrate it. I tell you what, I don't know what that preacher was thinking. Now, if I would have done it, let me tell you, this is what I would have done. Be careful with that. I tell you, I don't I don't know what them I don't know what them people over that first impressions were thinking with that color, man. I tell you what, I just don't. But if I this is what I would have done. Now, if you ever hear this, now don't take this the wrong way. Or, 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 now listen, don't tell nobody else but us. <laughs> uh, listen, listen. Division. And by the way, if somebody is criticizing, and they think, oh, we're just being, we're critiquing. No, critiquing is when you tell the person. Criticizing is when you tell somebody else about that person. Well, how can I know if they're spiritual? Because a spiritual person won't talk about somebody behind their back. They'll go to the person. You say, is there any Bible to it? Oh, yeah. There's a man in the Bible. There's a man in the Bible. It was one of David's sons. David's son, Absalom. He sat at the king's gate. And all the people that would come to the king, he'd say, listen, he, he, don't, he don't have time for you. He's so busy. If I was king, I'd have time for you. Let me just say, what can I do? to let me Let me talk to you about this situation. This is what I, and the Bible says, this is how the Bible says, he stole the hearts of the people away from the king. Now let me tell you something. If your leadership is immoral, or if they're unbiblical, you need to throw them out on their ear. But if they're biblical, and they're keeping straight, and they're doing their best to follow God, you better do everything you can to support them. And if you find people and hear people that are criticizing and complaining all the time, the Bible says there's something we need to do. Identify them, says mark them, and then avoid them. I, I'll give you some good advice. If somebody complains to you about somebody, say, you know what, I, I didn't know that. Let's go to them and talk to them about that. How many of y'all ever heard that? I wish that if I'd have thought about it, I'd have I'd have got a recording of that. How many of y'all ever heard that? That uh, I think it was who's the one that does a Mississippi squirrel? You remember the one about the rumor going around? Somebody spreading a rumor around and said, and then the last thing they got the phone call and said the preacher found out who it was and he's going to see him in the door. Oh no, somebody's at my door. That's what needs to happen. If somebody's, if somebody's complaining or criticizing, say, let's go talk to them. Let's go talk to the preacher about it. Oh, no. 
You're breaking up. I can't. I, I've had people say, well, preacher, I don't know why they keep coming to me. Because you listen. Don't come to me with that. If somebody keeps coming to you, they think you're all about it. And if you don't correct them, you are. Here's what, here's what to do about it. Right, let me give you some more Bible. Don't need to vent. Let's just get Bible. 2 Thessalonians chapter 3. <clears throat> he says in 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, For even when we were with you, this we commanded you, that if any would not work, neither should he eat. What a novel idea. That sounds good. I'm going to read it again. For if they don't work, don't, you know what? Even our government has enough sense at Yellowstone National Park to say don't feed the bears because they won't go look for their own. Anyhow. For we hear that there are some which walk among you disorderly, working not at all, but are busybodies. That's why I, <laughs> I'll come back to that one. Now them that are such, we command and exhort by our Lord Jesus Christ that with quietness they work and eat their own bread. But ye, brethren, be not weary in well-doing. And if any man obey not our word by the epistle, not note that man, same, same principle that he gave in, 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 in Romans, note that man and have no company with him that he may be ashamed. Now watch this. This is good. This is good. Yet count him not as an enemy but admonish him as a brother. Wow. The word admonish there means to caution. To caution. In other words, if there's a brother in Christ, they may just need a more spiritual brother in Christ. Say, look, you ought not do that. Listen, that's gossip, and, you know, gossip hurts feelings, and gossip separates friends, and, you know, gossip, gossip, it causes division in the church. You really ought not do that. And you know, that, that, that rebuke, that caution coming from a more spiritual Christian may be just what's necessary to say, you know what, that's true. How, let me ask y'all a question. Everybody in the building now. How many of y'all have ever had a, 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 a spiritual mentor or a stronger Christian, older Christian, more seasoned Christian, and, and you, you was kind of a little off track, and they come to you in the spirit of Christ and the spirit of love and said, you know what, that's not really a good idea. And you responded in the right way, and you accepted, and you received that, and it made you a better person. How many of y'all would raise your hand and say, me too. Me too. Here's the deal. Let's love one another. Let's love one another. Let's care for one another. But let's not allow a wolf in here. Let's not allow a wolf in here. We can recognize them if they cause division, if they're trying to cause problems, if they're if they're critiquing or criticizing and not helping, let's 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 identify them, let's mark them. Because see, if they don't come, if you if they come to you and you don't put up with it, then they're gonna go to somebody else. And who are they gonna go to, preacher? Watch this. Watch this. Verse 19, 18. By good words and fair speeches, deceive the hearts of the. Help me. The hearts of the. Simple. I looked up that word simple. That word simple means uh, innocent or unsuspecting. Innocent or unsuspecting. Now here's the deal. Turn with me to Ephesians. Turn with me to Ephesians real quick. Ephesians chapter number 4. And I want to share with you why it's so important to be here tonight. Ephesians chapter number 4. Verse number 11, when you get there, say amen. Now, you remember what the, the word simple means? Say it with me. There's two things. It means innocent and unsuspecting. If you've been abused one time, you're a victim. If you've been abused more than one time, you're a volunteer. If you do me wrong once, shame on you. If I let you do it again, shame on me. Let's not be innocent and unsuspecting. In other words, let's look for it. Let's be sober. 
Let's be vigilant because our adversary, the devil, is as a roaring lion roaming about seeking whom he may devour. In other words, let's not get hit by a sucker punch. How do we do that? How do we do that? Ephesians 4.11. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. God gave us leaders to develop and mature the saints. That's perfecting. That's what it means, completing. For the work of the ministry, when the leaders are developing and equipping the, the members that they do the work of the ministry, then the whole body is edified and built up and strengthened. It says this, verse 13, Till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, unto a perfect man or a complete man, under the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we henceforth be no more what? What do we call children? What was the first word in the simple? Innocent. Wouldn't you say? That's why it irritates me anybody that hurts children. Because they're innocent. They can't defend themselves. They can't fight back. They're innocent. The Bible says that we be no more children, tossed to and fro, and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and cunning craftiness whereby they lie in wait to deceive. Now what does Paul know that we need to know? There's always going to be some goober out there trying to trick you. Everybody's got an idea. Everybody's got a belief. Everybody's got something that they want to pull you in and, and get you to follow them. I want you to believe what I believe. I want you to follow me. I want you to do, this is what, you know, and everybody's got a belief, and everybody's got some religion. Everybody's got this and that. But the Bible says we can't be children. Now, when you get saved, you're a baby in Christ, but God don't want you to stay a baby. And God doesn't want you to stay a child. God wants you to turn into a soldier. A soldier is full grown. A soldier is mature. A soldier is developed. A soldier is disciplined. And they come and they learn the word and they're strengthened by the word and they get the meat of the word, not just the milk of the word. And they become a soldier so that when a deceiver comes, when a wolf in sheep's clothing comes, the first time he opens his mouth, you say, whoa, whoa. I can listen to somebody on TV and in, in 10 minutes say, wait a minute, wait a minute. Because them birds got enough, they got, a, they got enough slick talk to them. They mix enough of the Bible in there that it will confuse the simple. Well, God knows, God knows. Yeah, God knows you need to grow up. I've had people say this, well, if, I, if, if I'm giving my money to them, God knows my heart. Yeah, God knows you gave it to the wrong person. God knows you gave it to a thief. God knows that you're not doing what you need to do to grow up and mature and develop in the house. And you say, preacher, uh, you, you're just being too blunt tonight. Listen, this is not a game. The devil is real. He is a roaring lion, and he's ravaging families, and he's destroying homes, and he's taking kids down paths they don't need to go. We're soldiers. I don't need to baby talk you. This is Wednesday night. You're here for the meat. You come here on purpose for me to talk straight to you, and this is the way it is. Let's look out for the inside man. They're going to sound good. When they pray, they're going to sound like an angel. But then they're going to slip around and say, you know, I don't know about. They're going to slip around and they're going, you know, I, I just don't know. I, and they cause division. God's not in that. God's not in that. Amen. Mark them. Identify them. Avoid that person. Do what you can and admonish them. Say, look, this is not the way it needs to be. We, we need to, let's go talk to God about it. Number three. What was number one? In his wrapping up statement in the last chapter, what does Paul do? Number one, he, he recognizes the people that was such a blessing to him. Number two, he, uh, what did he do? <coughs> he revealed a problem. Now, guys, I, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, please, please listen to me good. There's no way in the world that God is going to bless this church so good 
and the devil not be right behind them. Please understand that. Because it doesn't need to be just the shepherd who identifies a wolf. Because many times, let's just hang here a minute, because I I feel God speaking to me about this. Many times, if the sheep don't sense and recognize the wolf too, they begin to resent the shepherd. You hear what I just said? If the sheep don't sense and recognize the wolf too, they begin to resent the shepherd and they feel like the shepherd is picking on one of the. But if you are disciplined and you are strengthened and you are maturing in Christ, I won't have to sense it. You will. And guess what? That wolf will stick out like a sore thumb. And it has several times in the lifetime of this church. Several times. I just thank God. I just thank God for what he's doing. But I pray to God that he helps us stay in a place where he can keep on doing it. Thirdly, thirdly. He revealed a problem, then he returned the praise. He said in verse number 25, Now to him that is of power to establish you according to my gospel and the preaching of Jesus Christ, he is able, he is able, he is able. I'm glad we've got a God who can make it happen. Amen? Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20, Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us, unto him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages, world without end. Hebrews seven twenty five. Wherefore he is able also to save them to the uttermost that come unto, him by, uh, come unto God by him, seeing he ever liveth to make intercession for them. Jude 24, 25, Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling, and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. How many of y'all are glad God is able to do whatever we need done? God is able to keep this thing going. God is able to watch out for us. God is able to meet our need. God is able to save anybody that comes from him from any place, anywhere, with any past whatsoever. God is able. God is able. Now, I, I really want to get cranked up right there but I've got a minute and 22 seconds but that would be a good place to crank it up amen God is able let's all stand everybody stand to your feet everybody stand to your feet I love everyone here I love everyone here and I want you to love everyone here let's appreciate people Let's appreciate the work they do. Let's appreciate the service they give. Let's appreciate our volunteers. You get them guys. They wouldn't come in. Listen. I know you're listening because you're watching it on TV. Zoom in. I see you out there. And this is the deal. You can come in with 200 or 400 Sunday. Choice is yours. It doesn't matter to me. But you're getting recognized whether you like it or not. Recognize them. Amen. Amen. Hey, them shy ones is them mickle people. Listen, they was here in the cold and in, 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 with wet feet, and they... they a uh, what do you call that? They uh, 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 pressure washed that whole concrete slab out there and took forever. And uh, I think they need to be recognized for that. Amen. They come every week. They come every week. Cut the grass. Cut the grass. Pick up the trash. Clean up to make sure that this is the prettiest place on the block. Amen. And they do it for free. They do it because they love Jesus. 
and, and, and uh, I'm going to get them. They don't know. I'm going to get them. Amen. So we appreciate it. Uh, Brother Mickles back there, he, he's the leader of that pack. So let's recognize them, and he can be uh, their representative for them. Let's let them know we're glad they're here. Amen. 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 All right. Here's your homework. Y'all know you're going to have homework, didn't you? Before Sunday night is over, find somebody and affirm them for what they do for Jesus at 10 o'clock. Find somebody and affirm them for what they do. Now, I'm going to do this too. I'm going to do this too. So let's find somebody and make sure you do it or you, 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 you fail the semester. All right? All right, let's pray. Father, thank you, Lord, that we do have an awesome place to worship. Thank you for all the help. Thank you for all of the people that are here volunteering and serving you in such an incredible way. God, I pray that you'll help us appreciate, help us to affirm, and Lord, help us to let them know how much we love and we, we are thankful for what they do here and you. In Jesus' name we pray. Go affirm somebody in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Hey, 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 hey. Ho, ho. Let me see it. If you had these cards and you filled it out, please, uh, uh, Brother Buchanan will be at 411. That's where he's headed right now. Is that 411? Uh, he's going to be at 411. Make sure you give that to him because I want to I I deal with the topic you want to deal with. All right? Good night, everybody. Go affirm somebody. He is the promised holy one. Hallelujah.